What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens played the clock and spiel? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a question from a patron named Ryan. Hi, Mr. Eric. My name is Ryan, and I like Roblox, and my What If question is, what if Mr. Eric got sucked into What If World to help Alabaster Zero with a case of missing What If characters? Bye, love your show. Ryan, what a great question. I I just feel like maybe you didn't get the memo about me trying not to get sucked into What If World these days. It's too late, Mr. Eric. No, okay, Alabaster, you don't have any power here. Abacus has his magic, and Kathuncle has his interdimensional powers, and, and Fred, he can pull me to What If World with his tongue, but um, you're just a detective. <laughs> how are you going to get me to What If World? Well, the only way I knew how... I'm gonna narrate you there. You're gonna narrate? It's called narrate when I do it, Mr. Eric. Hold on a second. Don't we need to get another question first? Yeah, see, we have a question here from Lily. Oh no. Her question's part of the mystery, so we can't listen to it yet, or we'd know exactly what was gonna happen. Well, then couldn't we solve the mystery faster? That'd be cheating, Mr. Eric. How dare you? So we can't hear the question, but you somehow know that the question has to do with the mystery? Don't question the questions, Mr. Eric. We're late for a date with mystery. Oh, we're gonna meet Mr. E, my mysterious alter ego? Uh, No, just plain mystery this time. Unless he's part of the mystery, but that that seems like that would be confusing. All right, I'll come along this time. But please try not to let anything bad happen to me. I pinky care. Don't you mean pinky swear? No, I pinky care. Like, I'd be sad if something bad happens to you, but I I mean, I can't promise that. It's not how life works. Well, that actually makes sense. It was dark, as nighttime often is. Like the sun got something stuck in their eye and closed it so that it wasn't out anymore. That's when Mr. Eric showed up. Oh, 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 you're already narrating. Uh, okay, well, let's just remind everyone that the what-if question is, what if Mr. Eric got sucked into what-if world to help Alabaster Zero with a case of missing what-if characters? Plus a secret mystery question from Lily. (laughs) Oh, I hate getting sucked through this microphone. (laughs) Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. 
I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. I sat in the middle of my office. It was emptier than usual. A knock came on my door. A door that read, Re-off Errors. No, it says zero fair. You're reading it backwards because you're inside. Some smart Alec was at the door. I'm actually a smart Eric, and thank you for the compliment. I looked up from the picture frame of my dear Tabby Tallulah. My kitty had gone missing, only leaving a cloud of fur sticking to every surface of my office. It wasn't much to go on. But I'd find her. Come on in, whoever you are. I said to the mysterious figure. It's me, Mr. Eric. You knew R rated me here. Get to the case, I told him. And you better be ready to pay up. I'm a podcaster, Alabaster. I can't pay you anything. Then you can be my chauffeur. I said, and threw him my car keys. Don't you want to hear about the mystery first? I heard the what-if question. Uh, okay, but you were pretending not to know that it was me earlier, so I just, just didn't know where we were as far as the exposition goes. We were about to get in the car. Let's ride. Okay, sure. W- where are we headed? Same place I always go when there's a mystery afoot. Oh, no, you don't mean Cacula's house. Cacula's house. house. Alabaster, you can't accuse Cacula of every crime. Oh, I learned that three seasons ago. And then I apologized, and he invited me to a comedy show. And I've been meaning to visit him for months, but it's just been hard to get out lately. You mean ever since Farrelise became president? No. Ever since I didn't have a chauffeur. Now keep driving. We drove on in my sleek black car. The engine running like a cute little kitty cat that he was scratching under the neck. Mr. Eric didn't know it, but he was inching closer to my terrible secret. And how terribly secretive the secret was. Am I supposed to pretend not to hear you, Noir rating? We arrived at Cacula's spooky mansion before Mr. Eric could ask any more questions. You know, we're sitting right next to each other. Feel like we could have had a conversation. Before we can even knock on the door. It swings open with a creak. Creak. Alabaster Zero. I am so relieved that you're here. (laughs) It sounded like we were too late for his stand-up comedy set. You missed my 30-minute ventriloquism set with my reflection in the mirror. 
I thought vampires didn't have reflections. That's what makes it so funny. <laughs> what happened, Gakula? Well, first, I hid behind the curtain, and then I threw my voice with vampire magic. So it seemed like it was coming from my reflection. Uh, no, I think he means what happened to make you so upset. Well, I did want to hear about the show, but I guess we should start there. Well, when I stepped out from behind the curtain, after only a tight 35 minutes of invisible ventriloquism, the audience had disappeared. Are you sure they didn't just quietly leave while you were hiding off stage? <laughs> Unlikely. Gakula is even funnier than Whoop Wolf. The werewolf comedian. That's very generous, but we are merely contemporaries. Both very funny in our own way. Okay, well, what makes you suspect that they disappeared? Suspect? He still does not believe. It's just even if you were visible in the mirror, that's not actually ventriloquism. You're just talking and they're seeing your reflection. Mr. Eric, you poor soul. He does not understand the subtleties of my comedic genius. You can say that again. He doesn't understand the subtleties of my comedic <laughs> Okay, I got it. I get it. Uh, let's just investigate the scene of the crime. Gakula had built a little black box theater inside his mansion. Well, it's not really my mansion anymore. I let wavered creatures from all across what is world stay in these many rooms. That's very thoughtful. All they have to do is attend one of my open mics each week. Needless to say, I have a lot of vacancies. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Okay, so here's the room. It's empty, like you said, and you just admitted that some people don't like your comedy too much. But him admitting it is what makes him so funny. You're really not getting it. And here's the mirror you were talking into. That is not my mirror. The plot thickens. So, someone switched your mirror? No, no, no. That is but a picture of my mirror. This is very clearly a mirror. No, Mr. Eric. Gagula had a talking mirror, of course. And this mirror isn't talking. It's just a painting of a mirror, painted with mirror paint. So it's just as reflective as a mirror. I am so confused. Someone out there is turning talking mirrors into reflective paintings of those mirrors that can't talk. Now you can understand my concern. If talking creatures are disappearing, then that's definitely a mystery. But what I can understand is why you were doing a ventriloquism act with a mirror that you were trying to appear to be talking through even though your reflection couldn't show and also the mirror could talk on its own in the first place? We don't have time to explain how comedy works to you, Mr. Eric. I, I don't think there's any way you could explain it. If what if characters are in danger, we've got to check on Feralise's family. Yeah, let's go. You drive. And I threw my keys at him again. Jingle, 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 keys. Splack. Hey, Alabaster, how am I supposed to drive to their house? Don't they live on top of a cloud? Yeah, you just drive up, silly. I'm from what is worlds. We don't really drive up there. Are you sure you don't just want to drive? We were driving toward the answer to our mystery. Just as Mr. Eric was driving toward my terrible secret of terror. That doesn't sound good, Alabaster. What are you doing, Mr. Eric? I told you to drive up. And I told you I don't know how. Well, now we're going to drive up that cliff. Well, there wasn't a cliff until you knew our rated one there. Yeah! <laughs> all right, all right. 
settle down, you two. Why are we here driving off cliffs right underneath my house? Spread right had saved us with a quick teleportation. And now we were shrunk down inside of her thimble house. Inside of our shrunken down car that Mr. Rerick was still very rudely driving. That's it, Alabaster. I told you I wasn't comfortable driving in What If World. Next time, you drive. And he threw the keys back at me. Kajingle jingle. Acrobatic flip catch. I don't know why your catches get to be so much cooler than mine. All right, Alabaster, I figure you're here because Pixicado has gone missing. Who knew? We were too late. Was she at Cacula's comedy set too? Was my daughter, who is in grade school, attending a late night comedy show inside a stranger's house? So that's a no. Oh no, we were planning to go. Apparently, his invisible ventriloquism through a talking mirror is even better than Whoop Wolf's howling at the sunset. At the sunset or at the sunset? And is the joke that he's just howling at the sun rather than the moon? For 34 minutes. Second best comedy set of the year. Okay. Now let me guess, Spreader Rat. When you went to collect Pixicato to head off to the show, all you found was a picture frame. With a painting of Pixicato. With a painting of a mirror of a Pixicato, your daughter, yes. Obviously. That's obvious? Of course it is. Great. No, I'm just really not sure why you need me. You're doing a pretty good job on your own. Ah, oh, Alabaster. Are you not telling Mr. Eric quite everything just yet? Spreader Red didn't realize that I was waiting for a dramatic review later in the story. Oh, boy. Fortunately, she didn't know my terrible, horrible, secretive, terrible horror, and how it got even more tantalizingly, terribly, horribly, secretively awesome with every passing minute. Alabaster does not know oh. how to drive a car, Mr. Eric. Oh, really? Yeah, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound as juicy of a secretive. Oh, Alabaster. Admitting you don't know something is the first step to learning it. I know that, but oh, the other steps are so embarrassing. Well, if, if you've got a hunch as to where we need to go, and Sprite Alright can teleport us down to the ground, then we can have a driver's ed lesson on the way. Uh, no, my daughter is missing. I'm gonna teleport you straight to where you're going. Oh, yes, of course. We'll do the driving lesson on the way back. I whispered my hunch into Spreado Rat's ear so that Mr. Eric wouldn't know where we were going. Uh, I thought I was like your temporary partner. Shouldn't you t- Okay, I also whispered it into his ear so that he would know and Spreado Rat would know and I would know, but the listeners wouldn't know. Well, they'll know as soon as we get there. Okay, it's Fred's house. We're teleporting to Fred's house. You know that Fred lives with me, right? Of course I know that. So we're going back to where we started at the beginning of the episode. But uh, no, no. So we found ourselves back to where we started at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. It was almost morning, and Fred had snuck outside onto the quiet streets. Almost too quiet. Actually, not very quiet because he was howling at the sun. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Ow, 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 whoa, whoa. Hello, good morning, sunshine. The Fred says hello. Hey, Fred. Major Eric, what are you doing here? I could ask you the same question. Well, please don't, because the explanation would be fairly incriminating. 
If you can let yourself out every morning, then why are you crying and stepping on me at 6.30? Oh, cause I know you like it better when you get to take me out. Is that the real reason for the dog? Uh, yeah, of course it is. I'm not trying to sneak out every morning to practice howling at the sun. I could have been sleeping in for the last six years. And why would you be howling at the sun? Oh, don't tell me. You're the werewolf? Or is it the whoop wolf? At sunset every night, I become unspeakably hilarious. It's always the ones you least suspect. Wasn't this the first suspect we went to? I was the funniest creature in all What If World. And I would have gotten to stay that way if it weren't for that meddling Cacula and his Invisitriloquism. It was the Invisitriloquism, really? Fred started digging nervously into the ground. Like an ostrich trying to hide their head. Or a dog trying to dig into the ground on a hot day or something. No, let's go with the first one. But I pulled up my handcuffs and my slime-resistant tongue cuffs. And I told him, the jig is up, Fred. Oh, don't remind me of his invisible jig. It's so hilarious. Wow, I'm starting to think I really need to see this set. Fred started digging in the dirt again. And what did we see but picture frames? Piles and piles of empty picture frames. Not entirely empty. They have paper teeth around the inside edges. You've been sticking these picture frames on what if just because they liked Cacula's comedy set. No, it's not like that. You're under arrest for the picture of framification of Pixicato and the other people, but that wouldn't have sounded as good. Oh, yeah, I get it. But I would have never sticked a picture frame on Pixicato. Oh, good, Fred. I thought you were turning bad for a minute. Not bad. Just sad. When I was president, I would find these people eating picture frames and bury them so that I could chew them up later because they're really good for sticks. But ever since Farrah Lisa became president, I just stopped eating sticks. (gasps) What? Just then, one of the dirt-covered picture frames lunged out of the ground toward Mr. Eric. I didn't have time to do anything except narrate what was happening while standing perfectly still. What? No, save me! And in an instant, it had chewed him up and turned him into a picture, too. No, it's still happening. It's really slow and ticklish. But I don't want to be tickled today or eaten. But it was too late. No, not quite yet. It's only up to my neck. If you would just stop Noir rating for like five seconds. And five seconds later, he'd been eaten. Wow, I really felt like I should have done something. But you just have a really good way of capturing tension with your narration. It's enchanting. Fred, you don't feel like yourself since Fairlease became president. I thought I'd enjoy retirement, but now I'm just laying around. So I tried to do the comedy set, but that wasn't panning out. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. (laughs) I was crying like a baby. A big, tough baby who was crying because tough babies are tough enough to show their feelings. (laughs) Well, I feel the same way, but I'm still going to do what I do best. Solving mysteries. And you've still got to do what you do best. Solving Eating sticks. Eating sticks. Yes. We can use the things we love to to help fight back the sadness. Just a little bit at a time. Alabaster, can you help me find your missing picture frames? That depends. Can you eat some sticks in the form of picture frames? 
thus freeing the people trapped inside those picture frames. Oh, yeah, that's why I was asking. Uh, no, I figured I was just trying to find a cool, like, detective partner dynamic, you know, with us two. Oh, what about Mr. Eric? <laughs> Frankly, I don't think he's detective material, but don't tell him I said that. You don't think I'm detective material? I'd learned a lesson that day, that people who have been turned into paintings and pictures by being eaten by picture frames might still be able to hear you if you talk about them. No, that's not the lesson. You just gave the lesson to Fred. How trying to do the things that bring you joy rather than nothing at all can be part of the healing process. I'm pretty sure it's the picture thing. So wise. Okay, well, why don't you two hop in the car? Fred, you can sniff out the picture frames. And Alabaster, you can practice driving us to them. Mr. Eric was about to learn a lesson that Berylise had learned long ago. Okay, you're stuck in neutral, and revving the engine is kind of just wasting gas. That Alabaster Zero learns from his mistakes. Now you're slowly driving in reverse into the big deep hole that Fred dug. So I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to just um not do that. Kukukungo sinking car. <sighs> With the back half of my car permanently sunk into Eric's yard, we decided to get Spratto Wright's help, teleporting all the picture frames to us. <sighs> Couldn't we have done this before ruining my tiny patch of yard? Don't worry, Mr. Eric. We've just planted a car, so more cars will grow. That's not how cars work. And then you can teach me to drive using one of those. Okay, as long as I don't get eaten next time. I pinky care, Mr. Eric. I pinky know you do. The end. Well, Mr. Eric, did you have a nice time in my story? Um... Let's just say I was very happy at the end, when the story was over. Oh, thanks, Mr. Eric. Now we've got to play Lily's question for all of you. My name is Lily, and I'm from Wisconsin. And my what-if question, if what-if picture frames could eat up some of the what-if characters and Fred the dog ate them. Thanks, Mr. Eric. Thanks, Mr. Eric. Thanks for setting us up for a beautiful mystery, Lily. And folks at home, if you want to set us up for success, you can support us at patreon.com slash whatifworld. You'll get ad-free episodes, a shout-out on the show, a better chance of getting your question answered, and more. Or you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Or just tell a friend how much you love What If World. Now it is time to shout-out Leo, who is writing a book about cats titled Whiskers. It's about a cat planet. And Leo's sister Mabel, who loves playing with her stuffed animals including Peter the Penguin Realtor. Then there's Nadia, who's turning 10 this summer. She loves her dog Dally and pup Stella, playing outside, and all kinds of canines including dogs, wolves, and werewolves. Draco Max here to shout out Zoe, age 8 from New Zealand. She love love loves what if well as well as her dogs, motorbike riding, reading, and dragons. Now I got a woof woof for Serenity from Elkridge, Maryland, who likes llamas, alpacas, drawing, singing, and who has a brother whose name is Damari. Finally, there is Soren Fieldson, age 7, from Wellington, New Zealand. He loves me, Uncle, because as a timeless being, my birthday is every day. Soren also loves Beyblades, Pokemon, spinning tops, and listening to What If World. Well, thank you all so much. I'd also like to thank 
Karen O'Keefe, our co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, our new helper, Miss Lynn, and all you kids at home who know that our favorite activities can often help us feel better, especially after we've let out our big feelings. Until we meet again, keep wondering.